Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, everybody. Great to be with you as we begin the last broadcast day of 2022 here on Political Coffee. This is the show, as you know, that is dedicated to the whole idea that you can change your world. And you do that by listening to, by thinking about, or participating in the conversations we have about everyday political events in your life and in our world so that you can change your world by having persuasive conversations with persuadable people. Yeah. Great article today by uh, my old buddy, Kevin Mannix, In the Oregon Catalyst, about three ideas to fix Governor Brown's clemency abuse. This is a press release. These are, you know, Kevin, I I have to tell you, uh, my first session was in 1999 when I was elected to the Oregon House of Representatives. And Kevin was uh, already serving. In fact, that was going to be his last term because of the term limits law. And he was a very prolific person at introducing legislation. I think he introduced that session in 1999, something like 150 bills, which is way too much. But right now he has three really good ideas. And this is in this Oregon Catalyst article, how to stop Kate Brown's clemency abuse. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Multnomah County thinks... They can, this is a Willamette Week story. The county in the United States of America that has the second highest top marginal income tax rate, second highest in the whole country, is now going to ask voters to consider adding another tax, a 0.75% or three quarters of 1% of a tax on capital gains. And what are they going to use it for? They're going to use it to hire lawyers to fight against the average person who has a rental home, to hire lawyers to fight in court for tenants that are facing eviction. Well, Emmett Week reported earlier this month in the story, they say the threat of eviction is growing as the pandemic era protections expire. Well, what do you think happens when somebody puts themselves on the hook, Willamette Week? What do you think happens when they put themselves on the hook for a mortgage, for a rental home, and then they rent it out, and somebody refuses to pay? You see, the pandemic ended a long, long time ago, and most of these people have jobs, but they don't have to pay. And the renter's relief doesn't begin to cover the costs. And they can be trashing the house. If you're a landlord in Oregon, 
I don't know why you are. Because the deck is stacked against you. And now if you're in Multnomah County, they want to pass an additional tax on the rich. Except most of the people paying capital gains taxes aren't quote unquote rich. They're middle class. A seven tenths or three quarters percent tax on capital gains. And they're going to use it to hire lawyers to make your life more miserable. The people who get to vote on this, the county elections director said, yep, they've met the threshold. They needed 22,686 valid signatures and they turned in 24,216. Boy, that's awfully close. I don't know how that could be right. Isn't it funny how when they want to disqualify a measure, they find a way to do it? I'm just saying. State of Indiana. Folks, and, and there's another story, a companion story about this. I, I got to share this with you. By the way, it's Freedom Friday. I am remiss in telling you that. This means you get to call and talk about whatever you want to talk about today. And it's really easy. You just pick up the phone and you call 503 589 1220. That's the Power Buke GMC talk line 503 589 1220. Or you can send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm. News like some great emails I got from Timothy and Greg and Jim. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yes, and Kim, who listens regularly. By the way, the Brunson brothers lawsuit that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to consider taking the case of. They're going to be doing that, I think, on January 3rd or 4th or something like that. Anyway, Google, folks, has decided to pay $20 million to the state of Indiana alone. And what is this over? It's over what, oh, the people, you know, the left says to try to discredit 2,000 mules, you know, those geolocation tracking services, practices. Indiana Attorney General sued them separately from the other lawsuit that Google agreed to pay $391 million to Attorney Generals of 40 states that sued Google, accusing it of deceiving users how it handled their location data. Indiana's, I mean, this is a classic move by an Attorney General. Todd Rokita, who I guarantee will tout this as a reason to, you know, put him in line to be governor or something else higher. Anyway, it's a stepping stone. It's all right. Anyway, he sued separately. They got 20 million bucks. Now, the key phrase to remember here, the attorney generals of the previous lawsuit alleged Google since at least 2014 had been falsely leading users to believe that changing their privacy settings would stop the company from tracking their location. It did not. Now, a lot of this has to do with some of the fallout from TikTok. TikTok's being sued too. Did you watch that bowl game the other night, by the way, the TikTok bowl? <laughs> 
Yeah, right. Yeah. At any rate, folks. Um, this, all of this data that's being collected by all of these companies is being used, sold commercially. You know, all that data that is being discredited by the 2000 Mules Clinics critics, the data that's being used by the FBI to convict people in federal court every day of crimes because of their phone location data, all of that data is being used for other things like your political affiliations, who you're meeting with. There was a New York Times story. I told you about this, I don't know, two or three years ago. New York Times was tracking a particular Republican operative by buying the geolocation data and managed to connect him with other political operatives by just looking at who they met with or, you know, just happened to show up at the same restaurant at the same time kind of a thing. All that's available. Well, they use it to infer personal details, and this is from the press release by the Attorney General, such as political and religious affiliations, your income, your health status, remember that from COVID, or participation in support groups, even things like marriage, the birth of your children. Hmm. So, folks, even when Google told you that they weren't um, tracking you, Google, according to the Associated Press article in 2018, the AP article about this back then, quote, Google wants to know where you go so badly that it records your movements even when you explicitly tell it not to, unquote. That's the AP. This is one of the reasons that the Attorney General of Indiana sued separately. Now, if they're doing that, if Google's doing that, even when you tell it not to and it continues to do it anyway, what does that tell you about everybody else? Fascist book? Hmm? How about all the websites? This is one of the reasons I don't use um, Google. I, I use DuckDuckGo, and it's marginally better. There are others. And by the way, if you want to check in on all of uh, some really cool things, Fred uh, is the guy who set up our Telegram page, the Political Coffee Clatch. Go to Telegram. Search for Political Coffee Clatch, and there's lots of great stuff there. Thank you, Fred, and I appreciate you just sending me that email. Um, harvesting low-effort votes is working great for the Democrats, so they're going to go for more. This is a story by Victoria Marshall in The Federalist. And boy, is it right on, and I want to get into this. Biden's top 10, by the way, we're going to have a little fun here at the end of the year. Biden's top 10 blunders of 2022 prove that he's in cognitive decline. You're not going to believe these word salads. It's far worse than Kamala Harris. By the way, watch out for what may happen in Brazil. That's down to the wire. 
Bolsonaro is making a number of executive moves before, quote-unquote, he has to re, you know, step aside as president. There will be civil war, he's quoted, if the army doesn't act. Be watching what's going on down there. It's pretty powerful. It's pretty, if you're white, it's a gateway pundit story, so you need to be aware of it. Just be looking for something like that to happen. And Sam Bankman Freed, you know, of FTX. There's a story about that, by the way, in um, the Oregon Watchdog today about, um, you know, state investigators looking into, into, you know, that this is the Oregon Catalyst story, that $500,000 at the Democrat Party of Oregon got. And if there's any wrongdoing surrounding a $500,000 contribution to the state Democratic Party, apparently, now, does anybody really think this is going to reach any kind of a conclusion here don't even though the communist secretary of state that we have Shamia Fagan you know who wants 16 year olds to vote yeah she uh, she's in charge of this oh goody they obviously broke Oregon law yeah but they'll find a way to just say yeah it's no big deal what do you want Lots more to talk about. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. It's 620. We'll be right back with Jess. Freedom Friday. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. There we go. I'm back. I have new equipment, folks, and I just have to remember to unmute myself. There you go. Anyway, we're back 23 minutes past the top of the hour. In a moment, we're going to chat with Jess. I'm going to remind you, Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker for a reason, because she's really good at what she does. That means she is going to benefit you in a lot of ways if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. You really should talk to Rebecca Donaldson. 503-269-0747. Because her and her team are as good as they are, they won Best of the Willamette Valley. 269-0747. Check out her website, rebeccasgothouses.com. Rebeccasgothouses.com. By the way, there's a story on the Liberty Daily today, Boosted. Boosted people are worse off than vaccinated people, according to the data from a whole bunch of states. Oopsies. That ain't good. Let's go to Jess. Jess, good morning. What do you have to say on Freedom Friday? Morning, Jeff. Good morning, everybody out there. Um, 
wanted to comment first off on this uh, group you mentioned last week that uh, apparently was targeting your station, uh, e.g., uh, your hate speech. Yes. And uh, I want to say that even though they may not be direct law enforcement, whether it be Fed or state, they certainly are agents of, they're listening post of. When I started listening to your station, I don't know, a couple of years back when we started, you know, political coffee, the uh, call went out that things were changing and the commies were coming, the commies were coming, Marxists. And I looked at my son, and of course, you know, I have a great relationship with my son, and we talk, and uh, he's very wise. And I said, the commies have been here for 20-some-odd years. We tagged onto them back in the mid-'90s. We did our research. We found out their origins. We found out who the players were. We found out what their objectives were. And we tried like heck to expose and to stop and... The apathy and indifference was uh, as harsh as uh, those we were competing against. And I know what agent provocateurs are, are known firsthand. They've tried to get me many, many times. And the last time they tried to get me, they were just going to make something up. But somebody had an accident on their side, messed up their plans, and they weren't able to uh, sweep me away from the prison just for preaching self-sufficiency, capability of self-defense, the knowledge of what is right, what is wrong, what what are my God-given rights, what are my constitutionally protected rights, which stem from that. Anything you guys say on this radio, be sure is being monitored. Just oh, absolutely. Every word of it is being captured unconstitutionally by these giant NSA server farms. They've acknowledged that in front of Congress. But, hey, they say, well, nobody's listening to it, Jess, except there are computer algorithms that pick out little words, right? Yes. Yes. Back in the Without day, a warrant, that's unconstitutional. Sure. So uh, for my hate speech for today, I'd like to say I hate Brussels sprouts, and I don't care what you think. All right? and I hate a lot of other things. All right, The book of Galatians, I think it's chapter 5, I can't remember the exact verse. It says, hate that which is evil, love that which is good. If you use your concordance for the term hate, hate means, in the original, to treat like an enemy. And the way I see a lot of people acting, they don't understand how to deal with an enemy. They think that the way to deal with an enemy is prepare a table in, the, in their presence, that kind of hoopla. Uh, that ain't flying. I know I'm a professional. I used to be a professional. I've tra- taught guerrilla warfare for, gosh, I don't know how many years. Don't do it no more. Uh, getting too old. Uh, but I'm not stupid. I've been around the world. I know how to spot things. Thank you, Jess. We're, um, we're pretty much done here. We're, we're well, I, the door's closed. I hope you're wrong. I, I truly hope you're wrong, and I pray that you're no. wrong. But the smart thing to do is to... don't believe anymore. The smart thing to do is to take your advice and be prepared and be ready. Thanks, Jess. Be mm-hmm. blessed. Thanks. Have a wonderful New Year's. 
and I'll talk to you next year, which is next week, folks. Got an email from Linda. Says, I had a, talking about renters, I had a small house that belonged to my late husband as a rental. I have the renter from you know where. She got a lot of money through the pandemic because she had two children on the job injury, unemployment as well. She didn't pay the rent through the pandemic for nearly two years. She also has had rent relief coming in from the state. I had a $65,000 cleanup renovation bill to put the house back together and put it on the market. None of the loss in rent is deductible. I finally sold the house this year right in the nick of time. Capital gains on that little bit of money received on the sale of the house is unbelievable. Now Oregon is hiring attorneys to go after people who have rentals. God help us. It is a proposed Multnomah County only, not state of Oregon, but Multnomah County only idea that the people up there are going to vote on to tax the rich or people like Linda on Capital Gains who isn't rich to hire lawyers to go after the landlords. You gotta love it, folks. Only in crazy leftist Oregon. It's 6.30. Hey, there's good news out there. We'll talk about some of that on the other side of the break. It's Freedom Friday. What do you want to talk about? Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, we are back. Great to have you with us. It's uh, 24 minutes before the top of the hour. It's Freedom Friday here on um, Political Coffee. You can call and talk about anything you want to talk about politically today. It doesn't have to be what's on my plate. What do you want to talk about? This is your day. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Like the one I got from Julie, and I'm going to read it to you in a moment. But, of course, I've got to remind you. Cold weather is here, and it's going to get colder, folks. We're a long way from being out of the cold weather. Great reason for you to call Freedom Heating and Air if your heating and cooling system, mostly heating right now, is not working right. They will come out, and they'll assess what's going on, talk it over with you, and they'll get it fixed for you. 503-580-1456. In fact, they come out and do that really faster than just about anybody in the country, certainly here in the Salem area. It's one of the reasons they've built such a great business for 50 years in the Mid-Valley. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedomheatingandair.net. Julie writes this about taxes. A capital gains tax using mine as an example would be upwards of $5,000. More common capital gains tax involves the sale of stock. Contrary to democratic opinion, this is not confined to the so-called rich. This is a middle class thing. 
The Dems are a study of monkey see, monkey do, would cheerfully make this a statewide thing. Yeah, this isn't just going to be, folks, if this happens in Multnomah County, and it probably will, I just make that prophetic word to you. If it happens in Multnomah County, she's right. It will spread. Regarding the toll tax, people should approach their city councils and request that they write to state officials to protest this. Even if the area is not directly affected, their citizens will be. The monkeys, you know, monkey see, monkey do, would cheerfully toll 213, 211, 217, or 212, which could affect many areas. Regarding hate, this is a response to what Jess had talked about. Regarding hate, Brussels sprouts are at the top of my list. Not a monkey. <laughs> That's just too good. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talkland. By the way, there's an Epoch Times story about how the Lavoy Finicum family, remember Lavoy was, I believe, murdered by the state police. I hate to say that. Shot in the back. You know that seven years ago. And uh, the family sued, wrongful death. The lawsuit was thrown out of court. They now are appealing to the U.S. Supreme Court. For the next 60 days, the U.S. Supreme Court is going to take up the case to see if his death and how it happened. By the way, nobody's even been deposed. They're going to take it up over the next 60 days. So also, by the way, on January 6th, and thanks, Kim, for reminding me, January 6th, that infamous day, is the day that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to consider taking the Brunson case. These are the four brothers from Utah who are suing over members of Congress and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris over their oath of office. It's an entirely different thing. I don't think this has any chance of the Supreme Court actually taking it. However, I could be wrong. Just the fact that they are going to talk about it, remember, out of nine justices, it only takes four of them to decide to actually hear a case. That's not what they're doing. On January 6th, they're only deciding, talking about if they're going to take the case. If they do, it will be incredible. And if they do, it's sending a very loud message politically. I believe that's really what's going on here. I don't believe they're going to take the case. But I'm telling you this, I think they're sending a powerful message to all of the politicians. Don't mess with the makeup of the Supreme Court. Don't pack the court like the Democrats want to do because they can't get their way because it's a conservative court. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for installing Donald Trump as president. The right time to do what he did. Anyway, I think the Supreme Court, just by hearing, talking about hearing the case, sending a message Leave us alone. Don't try to put unconstitutional term limits on it, age limits on it. Anyway, Friday, I got to get to going here. Let's uh, let's start with Kathy. We'll move to Fred and then Kim. Kathy, good morning. How are you? 
Good morning. Um, I want to talk about an old story because I'm stuck on it. I have a question. Um, if uh, I'm a private in the Army and they give me a vehicle and I recklessly abandon it, what happens to me? I don't know. I'm, Do you get I'm asking marshaled? I, I I don't know. I mean, it's, I've never had that question put to me. I've, from what I understand, it's um, a serious offense if I recklessly abandon my vehicle or any other property owned by the government. Okay. So, I got to tell you, I am so stuck on Afghanistan, it's not even funny. I hear news from what the from Afghanistan, what the Taliban are doing to women. Um, yeah, it's awful. And we armed them, and they're probably selling all of our equipment to Iran or China or somebody, whoever will buy it. And I'm just stuck on it. I just, it's such a dereliction of duty that the Brandon administration perpetrated on us. I'm furious about it. I got to tell you, they say that they're for women and they care about what happens to women. Well, no, they don't. No, they really don't. What they care about is politically correctness, even if it costs them elections, because they know that once they push through politically correct policies, Republicans don't have the courage to unwind them. And you're absolutely right. Kathy, thanks for sharing that with us. I hope you have a wonderful new year and we'll talk to you next year. Let's move next to Fred. Fred, good morning. What's on your mind on Freedom Friday? Well, I just want to say thank you for um, the political coffee clutch group on Telegram for announcing it. And I'm hoping people will use it to their benefit, to share their ideas. Um, and I saw this uh, Shrona Bishop on Frank Speaks, America's Mom. She yes. did an interview with Jonna Chauvin uh, Hudson Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Yeah. And it was really fascinating from um, timeline 20 minutes to the end, uh, 47 minutes of the things he shared about the elections. Now, I saw the trial live when it happened through Viva Free, and um, the things that Jovan put up were things I didn't know or understand that makes better sense. Like he asked, why is there a drawer three? Somebody had to create it. It wasn't there before. And it's just goes in the same garbage can uh, that they accept the ballots. It's just a divider. So when they open it up and they pull out the divider, oops, sorry about those votes were in drawer three. They're now part of the counted ones and I can't separate them. I don't know. Well, better luck next time. And I saw from the trial, there was 17,000 ballots. They said were in drawer three. Uh, he pointed out that each 
black bag could hold uh, 10,000 votes. That's right. And there were 30 bags, 30 black bags that were delivered to, uh, they opened up on the 14th of November to start counting. Well, that could be 300,000 votes. But anyway, in their notes, uh, Rick, Stephen Rickster, I took a picture, I think I put it on the political coffee clash, but it said 17,000 volts were from drawer three and 9,000 volts when you, it's, um, not, it starts with letter P, when you get the, um, about where they say you already voted, but we'll give you this one. The provisional ballot. Yeah, provisional ballot. Provisional, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. 17 plus 9 is 26. Tells me Carrie Lake go one. Um, buy yourself a streaming device, connect the internet to your TV, watch Frank's speech, look at information, even listen to Jeff's podcast on your streaming device. Great advice, Frank. Thank you. Bye. On hey, happy New Year to you, Fred. Appreciate you being there, folks. It's forty-eight minutes past the top of the hour. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. In a moment, we'll go to Kim. i got to share with you, uh, how could you not end the year? Not poking a little fun at the guy who occupies the White House. Yeah, I don't call him the president, but at any rate, here's what he said. I'd say it's, and I'm quoting now, I'd say it's, it is, I haven't, look, I have trouble even mentioning, even saying to myself in my own head, the number of years. I no more think of myself as being old as I am than fly, unquote. (laughs) Talk about cognitive decline. Oh, and there, there's the top 10 here. This is, a, this is a fun little article in The Federalist, and you can read it, you know, if you just want to poke a little fun and get some great um, quotes. At any rate, I want to thank uh, also, by the way, Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, truly a contractor that you can trust to really do the right thing by you. It's what he does. It's what he's done so well with his business. He focuses on quality. And don't take my word for it. Go check it out on his website. You'll see it for yourself. RighteousRenovations.com. RighteousRenovations.com. Let's go to Kim. Kim, good morning and Happy New Year to you. You too, Jeff. Can you hear me okay? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to explain the Brenton Brothers case. Um, So this is really significant because... um, it was on the docket in October, so they're already going to hear the case, and it is set for January 6th. But what it does is it challenges the, um, it's, it's not about election integrity. What it was was when they certified the election, what they did was illegal, and 385 members of Congress, along with the president, vice president, and Mike Pence, are being sued. And if they, if they win, they will be permanently banned from office and completely um taken out of office immediately and all new people will be replaced. So talk about draining the swamp. 
First of all, I, I don't think you're correct. Okay. And, I, and if you please, listen to the interviews, it's on Rumble under Brunson Brothers. And so you know, can no, listen I, to the I, whole entire I, case. I know that, but the Supreme Court has not agreed to take the case. Okay. It was, now, it was on the docket in October. On January 6th. It's starting, the hearing is starting January 6th. Yeah, but, but that's just for them. It, it is not taking the case. They are not holding a hearing and, and lawyers coming before them to argue the case. They're only, on January 6th, Kim, I, I think you're, and I please, if, if I'm wrong, somebody correct me here, but everything I've read about this on January 6th, the Supreme Court is only going to consider talking about taking the case. They'll make a decision on January 6th. They need four justices out of nine to take the case. That's what's happening on January 6th. I don't think there is a hearing on the docket for them to have arguments. Okay. Uh, well, I'm just really excited about what they're doing. And um, so far, they have no attorneys that are representing Congress right now. Uh, they had till November 23rd to um, set that up for the attorneys to take their, you know, to do their job, and they didn't. And there were two parts of the Constitution that were violated when they certified the election. And um, so Title 11 and then one other one. And uh, so even the Supreme Court is actually in violation of this. But anyway, it'll be interesting. But apparently, according to the interview, they were eager to take it. Well, we'll see. Um, you know, I again, as I have said, Kim, I think this is a real long shot. On the other hand, it's entirely possible that this is it's an interesting enough question. It's about the oath of office and it's about certification of an election that is unconstitutional in how that happened, even though they say it is. It's a very interesting case. It's going to be yes. fascinating to see how the court, if the court decides to actually hear it or not. Kim, thank you and happy new year to you. I hope you have a wonderful one and we'll talk to you next year, which Thanks. is Monday. Thank All you right. Let's, um, let's see here. Ba, ba, da, 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 da. Who else? I want to make sure I get in all the emails. By the way, Avis, thanks for a whole lot of great uh, emails. And again, folks, I want to remind you, go to the Political Coffee Clatch page on Telegram. And we will start meeting again, by the way. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Art writes me a text message. Says, Happy New Year, Jeff. Happy New Year to everyone. Hopefully we'll have a better one this year because last year was terrible <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right uh let's see who do i need to talk to next uh let's see here it's freedom friday let's go to rich rich good morning good morning jeff all, all i want to say is happy new year rich thank you uh it has been my honor, and i mean this sincerely it's been my honor to know you uh these many years at oregon citizens lobby you showing up at the capitol your experience, you showing up at protests when there was virtually none of us there because you're a, a believer days. in liberty and you ask uh, and you think up some very probing and interesting things. And I'm grateful to have you in the audience, friend. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, as I am all of you. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate having you around and I count you as a very respected and fine person and happy to count you as someone I know. 
Thank you for that compliment. The check's in the mail, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Happy New Year to you. We'll talk to you next year. All right, Uh, folks, uh, you have to have a little bit of fun at all of this. Um, Biden often forgets what year it is. Uh, He started off in a New Year's theme in January of last year, 2022. Well, it's this this year. He forgot what year it is. He said there's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. (laughs) It was 2022. Uh, And and then he he just goes on, uh, you know, cursing out um, Peter Ducey of Fox News. He calls for regime change in Russia, which was probably not a um, slip of the tongue, repeating the line. There's just a whole bunch of these. Uh, He falsely claimed he had cancer, which he didn't. (laughs) Uh, It's just, you go on and on and on. Um, It's just fascinating. Folks, uh, there are good things. Carrie Lake, by the way, there was a Newsweek story. She celebrated a Georgia judge ordering a new election. Now, Carrie Lake hasn't gotten to that point. She's appealing to the state Supreme Court. But in Georgia, a court ruled there ordering a new election after officials in Georgia identified a number of systemic irregularities, quote unquote, that potentially impacted the result. I got to I got to tell you, folks, this is in a rural county commission race. But the fact that a judge noticed this and ruled on it should at least give some pause to the state Supreme Court of Arizona. And hopefully the lawyers for Kerry Lake will be able to make that point. Watch what's happening in Brazil, friends. This is coming to a head in Brazil because the same stealing of elections in Brazil is what happened in Arizona. You got to stay, friends. Keep praying for this great state and this great nation. Keep standing and being willing to act. Stand up for your rights, for freedoms. Because if you don't, you're going to lose them. As we go into the new year, let us all stand for. I'll see you next year, folks. Be safe on New Year's Eve. Have a lot of fun. Watch a lot of great football. And we'll talk to you.